welcome to the Postpartum University podcast, where we support you and your provider in understanding the science, the art, and the sacredness of healing after birth. I'm Miranda Bauer, your host, your postpartum nutrition specialist and homesteading mom with four wild kids. It's time to get you the holistic whole body healing that works. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Postpartum University podcast. And today we have a very special guest. She is one of my absolute most favorite people, especially in the doula world. And her name is Doula Darcy. Like everybody knows Doula Darcy, right? She's incredible. She combines a very unique background. She's got 10 years in advertising, 10 years as postpartum doula. And so she's, she works as a doula, but also supports other doulas and building their business. So she's served hundreds and hundreds of families and probably even more than that because of the amount of women and, and doulas that she has served and getting their business up and running. And so like you can envision the spiral effect of that. So Dula Darcy, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Tell us about your story because we, I really want to get into like how you got into this world of being a doula. What was that like for you and how did that come to fruition? Well, I will tell you that when I meet people like from high school and my childhood and I tell them what I do now, they're all like, really? That (laughs) doesn't sound like you. I wasn't one of those girls who grew up with dolls and loving babies and all that stuff. I just wasn't me. I was a tomboy. So I, I went to college. I got a job in advertising afterwards and I loved it. I worked in, you know, a variety of different roles in the advertising and marketing world. And I thought it was so much fun. And I was like, well, this is my life. I I worked in Manhattan for a little while. Then I was in New Jersey and then up here in New England. And, uh, then I got pregnant, I got married, got pregnant. And, um, my whole life, I, I was a gymnast. I was a competitive gymnast. So I was very athletic. I was a straight, a, you know, pretty much straight honor roll student. I'll say, um, I went to a good school, like I had a good job. So I was like, Oh, you know, yeah, they say having a baby is hard, but I mean, I'll be fine. (laughs) So I went into it with just like, Oh yeah, there's going to be this birth, but you know, I can do that. And then I'll just have this cute little baby and I'll, it'll, it's going to be great. <laughs> and uh, so to make a long story short, I labored for 24 hours, pushed for three. And the uh, my midwife was like, we need to get an OB in here. And the OB said, you know, she's stuck anyway, and we're going to do a C-section. And so I was just devastated to me. That meant defeat. Like you, cause I was kind of viewing birth as like an athletic event. Like I showed up, I tried my best. I worked really hard. I did all the things. I didn't take any medications, no epidural, no drugs. And then it was like, Oh, you failed. You didn't, you know, you didn't finish. And so I had the C-section you know, and I had been awake at that point for two days. I hadn't eaten anything for two days. And then they wheeled me into surgery. 
And so it was like, I went into surgery, completely depleted, completely exhausted. And then they, you know, it was like six o'clock at night. And then they're like, here's your baby. So let's stay up all night, you know, with your new brand new baby. And then a couple, then I went home to make a long story short. And then I, I just, I didn't feel good, but I was like, well, you know, people said this would be hard. Um, and I, you know, my mom was there and I was like, mom, I just, I don't feel good. And she's like, honey, you just had surgery. It's okay. Like you need to rest. And I was just cold. And she said, well, it's cause you're just sitting. It was February. I wasn't really moving around anyway. Finally, as I turned up the heat for like the fifth time, my mom happened to touch my face and she was like, you're burning up. I had a fever of 102. So I had an infection. So I was back at the hospital. Um, So again, it was just, it was like this week of sleep deprivation, bleeding from every orifice, pain, not that blissful thing that they show you in the movies (laughs) that I was expecting. Mm -hmm. And I just, so, you know, I power, I, and, and my gymnast mentality came into play and I was like, I got to power through this. I just, I powered through everything. I powered through the bleeding nipples and, you know, breast. I did eventually, thankfully with the help of a great lactation consultant, um, I did breastfeed her for a year. That was, that was fantastic. But it, I mean, for two weeks, it was very painful. My C-section incision was painful. I was sick with the infection. So then I had antibiotics, which threw my gut off. So I just didn't feel good (laughs) for a really long time. And then there's that whole piece. And I know so many people experience this like, well, oh, I know you had a C-section, but the baby, she's so healthy. She's doing great. Like at least, you know, at least she's healthy and at least, you know, and my OB actually said to me a hundred years ago, you guys would have died. You both would have died. So at least, you know, you're here. So, I mean, yes, I was incredibly grateful that she was healthy. I was alive, (laughs) but I remember just kind of sitting around and being like, this stinks. (laughs) And I remember getting a card in the mail from like a, you know, a great aunt or some older woman and, you know, in her like old fashioned cursive handwriting, she was like, oh, Darcy, I'm so happy for you. Enjoy these days. They were the best days of your life. And I remember sitting there like exhausted in pain. And I just remember it it makes me want to cry right now. And I was like, okay, this lady's 90 years old. She's lived a long life. And she, so she knows. And then these are my best days. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go on if this is the best when I literally am feeling the worst I've ever felt in my whole life. So I internalized all that into the story that, well, I'm a bad mom because I am not enjoying this. I uh, feel like crap. I obviously stink at being a mom because it's hard. And what, you know, I'm not grateful every single second that she's perfect and beautiful and healthy. And, you know, I just beat myself up so much over the whole, you know, my body couldn't do what it was made to do. I, you know, I didn't give birth vaginally. I, you know, wasn't loving every second of it. And so, and I didn't tell anybody that I was feeling that way. Cause I was like, I don't, I can't say that out loud. 
So I did. And I did have the other thing was I had a very supportive husband. You know, he made me breakfast. He changed diapers. He was very helpful, you know, as husbands go. (laughs) Uh, My mom lives half an hour from me. She came every day for two weeks. And then my mother-in-law flew in and stayed with us for a week. And, you know, they cooked for us. They, they took really, really good care of me. And I still, so that was another piece of like, oh my God, I have all these people support and friends and family bringing me lasagnas and, you know, food. And I thought what, so I have all this support. I know there's millions of women across the world and throughout history that did not have this and did it like, what is wrong with me that I can't hack it even with all this help. Yeah. So then I got pregnant again, like when she was 13 months old. So I had two babies in 21 months and then, so in the planned C-section, and it was like my, my body and I breastfed that whole time as she had food. Oh God, I'm getting really into it. She had the cow milk protein allergy. So I stopped eating dairy, stopped eating soy for a while. So I was, I was very thin and constantly hungry. Cause I breastfed her till she was, till I got pregnant really. And then I got pregnant and <laughs> then I had another surgery to when my son was born and so it was just like 21 months of pure depletion. And, and I thought I was eating quote unquote healthy. And I, I thought I was taking good care of my body. And, and then to make a long story short, I was like, well, I always knew I wanted a lot of kids. Let's just have a third. And I'm like, maybe I can do it right this time. <laughs> I really had that thought like, okay, you know, those two came fast and furious. Let's just have another. So I had three babies in like four and a half years, three babies, three C-sections. So it was many years, again, sleep deprivation, depletion, and just beating myself up in my head. And then, so I became obsessed with people I met, people I you know, if I heard a friend of a friend was pregnant, I'd send them a Facebook message and be like, listen, it's going to be hard. <laughs> I was basically out there like being a do and, and I, you know, I'd say it's okay to feel like you're failing. It's, you know, I was basically out there being a postpartum doula without knowing it. Um, and then one day I was working for the company Zanga at the, in the, early 2000s. It was a big blogging company. I was reading a blog and someone mentioned postpartum doulas. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is what I need to do. And so that was, um, by the time I did my training, got certified, that was 2010. And I've been serving as a postpartum doula ever since. And it's just been, I, I love it. I love showing up for moms, you know, at this sacred transitional time and just making it a little easier for them. I appreciate this story so much. And it's often a story that we hear, particularly from doulas and Mm -hmm. those who serve women in this field. We often come, myself included, into this field with these stories of of difficulty and hardship and not having, you know, uh, what we, what our bodies so desperately needed. Oftentimes we didn't have the support or we didn't have the right nourishment, whatever the case may be. 
and the situation. And we create an entire business around that trauma. Yes. We create an entire business around our own trauma. And oftentimes that works and that helps support our, uh, our understanding and, and healing of our trauma. But oftentimes it doesn't <laughs> and yeah. in the way that we ha- had expected. So, you know, I think that's always a really good point to bring up. If you are someone who has created a business around this trauma, really making sure that you're focusing on your own healing so that you can even better serve the women and families that you are, are catering to. So just, just take note of that. So thank you so much for sharing your your journey. And I relate so much, even though I haven't had a cesarean about the challenges and the difficulty and preparing like it's a marathon for the labor experience and not preparing for postpartum because no one tells you anything about that. Or they do, you know, even like, you know, everybody says, oh, sleep now because you're going to be tired. And I'd be like, well, I'm not. I, I'm a hard worker. And I, I remember thinking I pulled all all nighters in college to study for a test. Like, I'll be fine. And I remember like reading books and I'd be like, well, I'll, I can just skip this whole chapter on C-sections because that's not going to happen to me. And I follow Kate Northrup. She wrote the book, Do Less. And she talks about how she had a kind of similar experience. And she talks about like motherhood was the first time she couldn't like just work harder, work smarter and, you know, make it better. It's, you know, motherhood is just this whole other thing that, you know, we have no life experience, literally. It's a completely different lifestyle. Yes. So for, for those of, of uh, those listeners who are, who are listening in on this, tell us a little bit about what a postpartum doula is. Mm. Because not everyone I think has an understanding of that or even a clear understanding. I know that I didn't, I had, I knew what a, a doula was, right. but a postpartum doula. Tell us a little bit about that. So birth doulas help, you know, prenatally and during labor and like for the first two hours after postpartum doulas are a support person to come in once I always say once you're home with the baby and or sometimes in the, you know, if you're at the hospital for a couple of days, but usually once you're home and settled from with the baby. And I like to describe it as like, it's like having your mother there without the family baggage. <laughs> like it's, you know, hands-on support. So we provide, you know, physical support, taking care of the baby. So parents can nap and shower, making sure that mom's staying hydrated and eating nutritious foods and not surviving on, you know, granola bars and Gatorade and tackling light household chores. So I always say, we'll empty the dishwasher, fold the laundry, all those little tasks so that parents can focus on healing, recovering, and just bond all the fun stuff, bonding with the baby. We also can, you know, we're postpartum doulas are experts in the newborn phase. So we can answer any questions about newborn care, newborn feeding, mom's physical recovery, you know, it's not a medical role, but we, I always say we, I, I know the realm of what I know the, the case of what is normal 
And so I know what's not normal, what's worth a call to the pediatrician, what is worth a call back to your midwife or OB and, you know, what's not anything that you need to worry about. So it's answering the bazillion questions that you have once you're home with your precious baby, taking care of you physically, emotionally, and just talk for one of my favorite things to do is just the talking let in terms of the parents, like let them talk and listen non-judgmentally. That's why I say it's like your mom without the family baggage. <laughs> um, you know, I love, we will listen to your, the birth story. We listen to how things are going. And it's, it's, I always say to my clients, you know, I'm the one that, you know, it's, it's okay to talk about how tired you are. You know, tell me how many times was the baby up last night? And so just talking through all those feelings that I mentioned earlier that I just kept in my head. And I always say, if a, if a postpartum doula had just walked in, had me list out what I was thinking and said, oh, that's, t-, you know, that's so normal. So many moms think that way. So many moms feel that way. And you're, you are a good mom, even though you're having those thoughts and feelings that would have made such a life-changing difference for me. So now that's why I love providing that for the families that I serve. Yeah, there's there's so many things that have been left unsaid, right? In the postpartum period. Yes. It's I I have often said it's kind of like a secret club and yeah. nobody lets you in until you're already there in the throes. And then by then it's like too late. You're already in the depths. Yeah. Right. And it's it's so very challenging to understand like all of these thoughts, all of these feelings, all of these emotional changes. It's a, a complete lifestyle shift. You know, we don't we don't just pop out a baby and get on with life as much as we would love to do that. And as much as society pushes for that, Mm -hmm. that is not the reality that we experience. And so having somebody to just be like, here's my feelings, here's the things that I'm that's happening. And somebody to just listen in and hold space for that non-judgmentally is absolutely life changing. It is a type of therapy for, for anybody listening in. That is a type of therapy. And it feels absolutely amazing when you're going through major life transitions, like having a child. So, um, and that is just, again, one of the amazing benefits of having a doula. And to, in today's world, there are multitude of postpartum doulas who are trained and certified or, or who have, you know, you don't even necessarily have to be certified. You can be somebody who has lots and lots of years of experience supporting moms uh, and, and babies and families. Uh, but we've also, you know, a multitude of people who've taken the postpartum nutrition certification and are now cooking meals for, oh. for you know, moms in, in, in the home. Or you have somebody who might have, you know, a, an expertise in homeotherapy or an expertise in, you know, lactation consulting. And so you can find these specific doulas who can cater to your specific needs and offer you the support tools that you so desperately need in the healing period. These are not things that are optional or like a nice tab. These are essentials. Yes. We need these support systems, even in the time of, especially in the time of COVID, especially in the way our world is right now. Um, And, you know, we we're seeing, depression rates and anxiety rates and even autoimmune disease rates 
um, triple and and even uh, quadruple in some areas, especially during the postpartum period. So making sure that you have that support is even that much more important. Let's be real. You're exhausted and overwhelmed, have zero support, your hair's falling out, and you feel like you're failing as a mother. Hashtag ugly truth. Postpartum University has the support, tools, and community to heal your body in ways that you have never imagined. Go to www.postpartumu. That's postpartum, the letter u.com slash reclaiming to learn more. Let's shift this. If you are a doula, getting yourself out there and marketing is a completely different skill set that not everyone possesses. And I say this because I have experience. It was not always my forte. I have had to hire people to help me because my zone of genius is supporting the mama and the baby and the family. And for many doulas, that is the case. And so this is where doula Darcy comes in handy. Tell us a little bit about what you do in terms of supporting doulas and growing their business and their skill set. Yes. So there, there was a moment. I, I mean, so my whole story just lit a fire in my gut to become a postpartum doula. I did my training. I was so excited. And I do encourage people to, you know, anybody can go help a new mom, but if you're, if you've built a business based on your trauma, it is very helpful to go through a formal training because that's one of the big things you learn is not letting your trauma affect the clients that you're serving. But anyway, so I finished my training. I loved every second. It. I was driving home, like singing to the radio and I got home and woke up the next day and was like, okay, I'm a postpartum doula. And then I was like, whoa, wait a minute. There's no jobs to go apply for. There's no line of pregnant women lining up at my door. I was like, wait a minute. I have to like start a business. I have to promote myself. And I had this like freak out. And then I was like, wait, I know how to do this. I worked for 10 years in marketing and advertising. So I was able to kind of really quickly build a successful, thriving postpartum doula business in a small town. In New- I live in New Hampshire and it was great. And I did that for 10 years and really got, as I started to talk to doulas and, you know, connect on Facebook groups and stuff all over the world, I realized like a lot of other doulas don't have that experience and you need that. Um, to, I always say like, you can be the m- most compassionate, experienced, best doula in the world. But if no one in your town knows that you and your services exist, you're not going to get to do the work. You're going to have to go back to your other jobs. So I love helping doulas like cross that bridge of helping that, helping them market themselves so that people in their area know that their services exist. Because I just, I hate hearing those stories of people with the doula spirit that want to do this work that have, you know, they go back to their nine to five job because they just couldn't get enough clients when it's all that's missing is a little bit of marketing. (laughs) I love that. I love that so much. And that is very much my own experience and journey because I had 
the birth of my son, I had my intense postpartum depression and anxiety that spurred my interest in being a childbirth educator and doula, did all the certification and the trainings and all of that. And then there I was ready to go yeah. and nowhere to go. <laughs> um, it took years. A lot of people in that moment think, oh, I need more training. I'm not, it's because I'm not experienced enough or I don't have enough certifications. So they just, they get on this hamster wheel of taking more and more trainings and certifications, which is great, but you're still not solving the problem of getting people to know that you exist. Exactly. Yeah. I am so, so grateful for this conversation, Darcy. Thank you so much for sharing your amazing story and how you've gotten here. I'm so appreciative of, of your experience and, and the work that you are doing in the world. I love partnering with you and sharing uh, with you. And I'm just grateful to have you here on the podcast. Where can people connect in with you? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. And I'm equally as grateful for the work you're doing in the world. I think it's so important. Um, people can find me. My website is douladarcy.com. I'm over on Instagram and Facebook at the doula Darcy. And I also have a, if you're a doula or birth professional who's listening, I have a free Facebook group called the doula marketing group. Um, it's a really great positive group um, where I share marketing tips and, uh, you know, kind of teach doulas ways to get the, the word out about their great services. Ah, I love it. Of course, all of those are going to be in the show notes. And so if you're tuning in and you want to connect in, please absolutely do. We'll have those links for you there. Thank you everyone for tuning in and listening and doula Darcy. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much, Miranda. Love this episode. Let us know by leaving an amazing review. Your support is everything. Want more? Head over to postpartumu.com. That's postpartum, the letter U.com, and explore how we support moms like you in holistic whole body healing that's specific for the unique needs of mamas in the years postpartum. See you there.